Sure. It's time for the December 2nd, 2011 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, an interpretive guide to current events broadcasting from the campus of the University of California at Irvine in the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And our dog, Mahler. Mahler. He's doing all right. But you know, oh, yeah. so he's, he's yeah. a little bit... Well, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is he, what is it? What is it? T- talk to me a little bit, Molly. Tell me what's on your mind. Tell me, tell me really what's going on here, okay? Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday, uh-huh. a guy named after one of your favorite Monty Python... Huh? Yeah. Terry Jones. Terry yeah, Jones. Terry Jones yeah. came to the campus. Oh. No, he didn't come to the campus. No. Oh. I don't think he did. Huh. Well, what happened? Did you bite him? Oh, I guess. I guess well, Mahler doesn't yeah, want to well, talk anymore yeah. about that. It's 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 uh, it's tough for him to talk about this stuff. Did, yeah. Did you, did you hear anything about? I, I this? did hear a little bit about that. I, I actually saw some. Yeah. Uh, he was scheduled to come. Terry Jones. Terry Jones of Monty Python. Fame. Of Monty Python, uh-huh. and also since then, since then his career seems to have taken a downturn. But now yeah. he's a minister from Florida. Yeah. Whose claim to fame was his burning of the Koran. Koran. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, yeah, he, well, he asked everybody to burn, Yeah, I guess, to go out and buy a Quran and then burn it, yeah. because I don't think you'd want to burn a Quran if you owned one. Well, yeah, you, I, I would just guess that. If you I, know, honey, go out in the back and get one of our Qurans so we can torch it. Well, I know that some of the more creative, the more creative uh, would-be burners, were, if they saw it in a store, they would just burn the whole store down. That was what that, they were. Well, yeah, so what the heck? I mean, so that's, yeah, yeah. that's ugly. Yeah, that is kind of ugly. But, um, yeah. yeah, he was... But you know what I'm going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was supposed to be here. So he's he's actually increasing the sales of a Quran. I, yeah, 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 exactly. Everyone go out and burn your iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. And then get a new one. Yeah. Well, maybe when, I don't know. But yeah, it's that kind of yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. Terry Jones, who isn't really the brightest light bulb, and that's mm. that's the shame of this all. He's what some people call clever. Some people because well he he's a he's a opportunist. Well, he saw an opportunity. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Now everybody he, knows who Terry apparently Jones is. knows how to use the internet, right? Because he can find out that UCI does have some sort of uh, controversy here. Yeah. Uh, that he might be able to um, exploit. Yeah, well, exploit. I, I don't know. I'm taking it from his. I I, I uh, take him at his word. Okay. That he really believes that the religion is a threat. You know, where somehow Christianity is threatened by Islam. Mm-hmm. And and who knows? We may be, mm-hmm. but in a whole different way than he could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. I think. You know, they, and and I don't know. We. I don't include myself as part of the the we in that. Right. So I, I guess he's afraid that somehow religions are going to shift within the United States, and he doesn't want that to happen. Yeah, he wants yeah. us to, quote-unquote, remain a Christian Judeo. I don't even know if he would include Judeo. Personally, as you know, if yeah, I liked it, I, uh, I yeah. uh, promised to ban all religions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that, that should work out just fine. <laughs> I don't think you'll have any... I don't think there'll be any pushback on that at all. Oh, so I, I look forward right. to that declaration. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's. I think that the uh, police responded well to. I guess what was a threat. I'm taking them at their word too. Yeah, 
I don't uh, exactly know what happened. They just well, apparently uh, there was uh, death threats okay. being made, and they didn't want a incident here. And who can blame them? So he did he actually make it to the campus? I'm not. I don't think he did. I don't think he did either. I, I, don't I think know. they were. You know, he he was warned and he made a, an announcement. And okay, poor guy. It's amazing he can string a sentence together. <laughs> I mean, that he would think that somehow that burning a book would, you know, advance his cause. Yeah, and and of course the. The blowback, people have, in case you've forgotten, him doing that caused rioting in parts of the uh, Islamic world yeah. in which people died. Well, and they they assumed, that, that sent out the message to them that everybody over here in the United States was kind of like yeah. Terry Jones. Terry Jones, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, uh, after all... And if, if you can pick up this signal, hello, yeah, hello, over on the other side of the world, yeah. we're... We're Terry not. Jones does not represent. No, us. he no. does not. And and by the way, I'm sure that uh, just in well, let's frame it in his worldview. I'm sure uh, that Jesus would not have burned the Koran, but that doesn't matter. He wouldn't. I don't think so. Huh? All children of Did Abraham, Jesus, aren't we? Would Jesus even have a match handy? That's the real question. Yeah. Uh, Did Jesus smoke? Did Jesus? <laughs> I smoke? would imagine he did. You think he did? Yeah. Like you think he enjoyed a like a cigar or a did, or actually he would have had more. Just it depends a, on who your Jesus is. Yeah. Mine is more like Willem Dafoe. Oh yes. Yeah, I have. I go for the Willem Dafoe Jesus myself. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. And he probably smoked when he was a teen. <laughs> he was a troubled teen. Yeah. He was. He was. He, was. he wore. Why he, do you think he went east? He. That's right. Yeah. He he wore. Uh, I hear that he used to wear um, uh, black sheep. Uh, jackets. Oh, yeah. Kind of walk. Kind of walked around. <laughs> kind of slicked his hair back. Yeah. He smoked. Took a long drag. Took a long drag. <laughs> Anybody around here see my sister? Hey, 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 hey! You like what you see? You know, he used to say things like yep. that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the Los Angeles the Police Department. Yeah. Moved in on the Occupy LA protesters at City Hall. Hmm. That you know about all this? Have you heard? Because you, yeah. you go up in that area. I do drive up that way occasionally. Yes, there were uh, two hundred demonstrators. Yeah, that is you know like a respectable block party. It is a respectable to be a sort of sustained effort. It, it's yeah. actually not too bad to get that many. Um, yeah, to be arrested, you mean? Well, to or have that to many be there people. at that that mo- moment in time. There were yeah, I think at the t- what, did they say how many? There were about two hundred actually there when they when they. Um, came in and swept through. They, there was far more police involved. Oh, than, yeah. They just wanted a nice clean sweep. And apparently, I, I, from all indications, they did have a clean sweep. I, I didn't yeah. hear about anybody, any brutality going on. No, there was some they, arrest. They, they did, oh, yeah. So they, but arrest. they did their job. They said, we're going to arrest you. And I think it brought a certain relief to the Occupy LA people, I would think. You know, if they, if they get, stop the rhetoric a little bit and listen to their souls, yeah. this is... They didn't want to live there forever, I don't think, even though they would say they would want to stay there forever. Something had to come to an end. Otherwise, they would just kind of peter out, yeah. as we say. It would, yeah, it would have just sort of faded into the background mm-hmm. in some ways. It would have lost, I think, a lot of the... Big finish. The finish, yeah. Maybe not the finish they were looking for, but a big enough finish. And yeah. Cops come down from L.A., uh, from Dodger Stadium. And yeah. No, I'm with you. Of I, I think we, we, we briefly talked about this at one point, and that is I th- really think that this uh, movement, if there if that is what we are calling it now, 
is needs to move on. Needs to be more than just a, a people gathered in in public squares. I'm it, not sure how. Yeah, uh, it, it needs to find a voice in the culture mm-hmm. that will. Um, I don't. I don't think the voice is going to come from politics. Uh, because ultimately, you know what happens to those voices? Yeah. They become Barack Obama. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I don't think the voice is going to come from uh, uh, any of, uh, certainly not the, uh, the capital, the, the market. The capital, I was going to say. The market, the money, that's not going to move us in a direction where we're going to uh, punish lenders who screw us. Yeah. They, they like those people. Yeah. I think the market does. It appears that they yeah. do. So I think it'll have to be within the culture somehow. I it'll agree. Have to be in within, I don't want to say the arts, but it'll have to be in kind of a broad movement of people's souls. I, I'm, I, yes, yeah. I agree with that. And I, I just speaking in where we, where we find this space for these people, I do think that coalitions with international or uh, uh, basically movements that are similar, Mm -hmm. like in the Middle East and other parts of the world, I think they're finding a connection and some kind of working relationship with those people is important. Mm -hmm. And I also think the other part of it is, there's a a story from a couple of weeks ago as well, about the transference of money from major banks into credit unions. I think those are the places where this has the impact that it could and should have. Yeah, and also... Without getting too broad in, in what their demands were, yeah. uh, Occupy, yeah. I would think we would just keep it to um, how Wall Street oh. took advantage of the nation yeah. six years ago, yeah. eight years ago, right. and how the government allowed that uh, to happen. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. And w- w- we would, I, I think I personally would like to see some punishment going on. Not big, but if you're going to put some away, someone away for uh, smoking dope, you should certainly put someone away for ripping off taxpayers yeah. by billions of dollars. And yes, and yeah. I, I, I think you're, uh, you're right. Then I think they have a powerful argument when they say hundreds of protesters have been arrested yeah. for peacefully standing in public squares, while no one from Wall Street has. Essentially, no one has has been held accountable for the fraud, yeah. um, and and I really think the power of this movement was to just bear witness to the this hypocrisy, to stand in at Wall Street and all these other places, these hundreds of places around the country, as a silent witness, a vocal witness, really, to what happened, while politicians, the people in charge, have done nothing. I think that is a very very powerful contrast. Yeah, and and, and I think they, that serves them. Moving forward very well. Yeah. Politicians and celebrities joined cancer campaigners to condemn New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's proposal to allow the controversial gas drilling technique known as fracking. Fracking. We love to say that word. Fracking. Mm-hmm. Fracking in the state. In the state of New York, that is. A lot of and fracking. And they do a lot of fracking. There is a lot of fracking yeah. going on there. At the first of two public hearings in New York City over the plan to end the ban on... Fracking. fracking. The state authorities were left in little doubt about the scale of the opposition. Speakers at the packed and often unruly meeting in the 900-seat Tribeca Performing Arts Center were overwhelmingly against the technique, which involves blasting chemical-laden water and sand into shale rock to release 
gas. And as and we other yeah, ugly things. And other as we as we have reported on weekly signals, it is a fool's gold rush in a lot of ways. It's be it will be and, and also the increase in for companies that are going getting involved yeah. in fracking because it's very short term. It is very short term, and it causes a lot of uh, cleanup eventually, which cost to the society we, will be greater than the actual. Profit. It's only a, a. It's a quick buck to. Yeah, we'll, in that regard, and we'll pay for it. Your yeah. children will pay for it. Your children's children will pay yeah, for and it. And not just monetarily, but health wise. Health wise, and there is increasing evidence that it is leading to earthquakes, uh, seismic changes in in the under underground below us is changing, and it's increasingly evident that it's because of this. Because practice. the gas is being. It makes sense. Yeah. You got some gas, and yep. it gets released. You're going to see a change in the contours, and you're, you're seeing earthquakes in Virginia, Colorado. You're seeing earthquakes in places that haven't seen earthquakes yeah. for for a long forever. So, uh, well, ever, and forever. Ever, well, I don't know forever, but they. So, uh, you know, you you as you've heard so many times over the years from me, you yeah. heard it here, yeah. and you heard it before. A lot of other people are going to tell you. So, uh, yeah, there's now, the fracking. Now, one thing we could do as private citizens is get ourselves some drones oh. to, to fly over the frac sites. <laughs> you know, anti-frac zones. The drones, uh, I mean, yeah, anti-frac yeah, zone, anti-fra- drones. <laughs> well, they could be zones for the drones to go over. Yeah. I wonder if they have drone zones. Um, well, anyway, an anti-fracking drone could, could go a long way. Yeah, absolutely. Toward, uh, any, the, the Federal Aviation Administration plans to propose... New roles for the use of small drones. That's where all this is headed. Mm-hmm. In January. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, there's going to be some new rules out there in case you plan on getting yourself a drone for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. That's the first step toward clearing the way for police departments, farmers, and others. Farmers. Police departments, of course, the first thing you think of after police department is farmers. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's where yeah. I would have gone. And others to employ the technology. Police agencies want drones for air support to spot runaway criminals. That's what they want. They yeah. want to, they want to, and people like Mike and I. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, they like to fly overhead and see what we're doing. See too. what we're, yeah. <laughs> they're so fascinated by what we do yeah. that they need to know more. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Utility heard, companies uh, believe they can help monitor oil, gas, and water pot- pipelines. So they want it. Utility, they want to monitor their pipelines. Of course they which do. Which does make some sense. Yeah. I must say that it would be nice to have a very small drone, not a huge drone that could carry, say, weaponry, but a small little drone yeah. that would fly over the pipeline yeah. and, and monitor uh, you know, any, any sort of leaks sure. or any sort of mischief going on. Because I want my water. I like that stuff. Well, if they have drones flying over the Alaskan pipeline, let's say, where there's thousands, hundreds of miles of basically tundra, frozen tundra that nobody in the world could possibly patrol. Yeah. All right. I'll give you that. Well, I would even say on the stretch of of waterline from, uh, you know, up in in Northern California down to Southern California and from the Colorado River. In, I'd like to see that monitored. I don't think they have enough people to, to monitor or the budget. And a drone would make it nice and easy. Yeah. You'd sit there and you could watch a little, your uh, drone cam. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure we could come up with hundreds of benign, peaceful uses for drones. However. You think it's going to be a surveillance I society. think it's just part more and more and more of this creeping Big Brother 
men, uh, society we live in. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. Is that because you're Catholic, or do you think it's just your normal no, fear of things, your paranoia? No, no, I, I'll tell you what, I, I, if, if, I, if I'm proven to be wrong, if it's, yeah. I'm shown to be wrong over the years, I'll be the first to say I was wrong, but no. I'm more afraid of the crashes. Just crashes. Because random. I think once, drones are going to be pretty reasonably priced, I would think. Eventually, they'll be, yeah, yeah you'll be They're able not that to buy big, a drone. Yeah, I'll, yeah, even me. No, I'm saying people yeah. will be able to buy their own drones yeah. and have them park over their house in case somebody walks up they don't like. They'll or, be to, I mean, it would be. I would just like to have a drone. Yeah. I'd fly around and see what my friends were doing. Oh, you'd get in the drone. Would you no, be? No, no, no. I mean, uh, I wouldn't get in a drone. How would I get in a well, drone? I don't know. It's a small. I get one of those drones <laughs> that are like the side of a sparrow. Oh. And I just kind of cruise around oh, and yeah. check on Mike. Hey, Mike. Yeah, I'm not a government, <laughs> but I'd like to see what he really does all day. Uh, or, you know, I wonder if it's busy. Uh, I wonder how many people are at the restaurant right now. Yeah. You go over there yeah, you're an owner of a restaurant or owner of a business, and you're checking up on your... No, I no. want to do it. Yeah. I want to uh, go okay. see how... Is, I wonder if somebody's playing at the park right now. I'd like to go down and, yeah. and toss something. Just how crowded is that my favorite place to go? I'd like to toss a salad in the park. <laughs> And and you fly that drone over there, and you go, and you say, ah, room to toss a salad, and oh, you come back. There, <laughs> that makes sense to me. There's there's that. Farmers think drones could aid in spraying their crops with pesticides. Oh, so they'd check out the crops, I would imagine, mm-hmm. see if they had any dry rot or anything going on that they could spray. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, Dan Elwell, the vice president of civilian aviation at the Aerospace Industries Association, a good friend of mine, oh, yeah. said, now it's about figuring out how to safely assimilate the technology into national airspace. I agree with him. I don't, I, I, and I also agree with you. There's going to be a lot of snooping. I'm going to snoop on you. Yeah. The government's going to snoop on you. Yeah. Everybody's going to be snooping on everybody if they have their own little drone. I'm more afraid of them bumping into each other. Mm-hmm. And there's also going to be some, uh, you know, anti-drone uh, incidences going on where people are going to pick up a rifle and just blow a drone out of the sky, yeah. which I'm in favor of. I think that would be great. Better than skeet shooting. Skeet shooting, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say. It's a little competitive going on. You could just sit up in the foothills, wait, well, wait for drones to go by. You wouldn't be killing any geese anymore. No, it's So true. you'd cut down on, on that kind of activity. You'd yeah. just be shooting yeah. drones. Shooting drones. Yeah. Hey, let, hey. Hey, Homer, let's go out Homer. back and shoot some drones. I'm down for that. You yeah. don't need to ask Homer. Yeah, well, okay. Or, hey, Nathan. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, fact, okay. though, Pretty soon it opens up a whole new business line of weaponry mm. and guns to shoot drones. Yeah. yeah that 12-gauge drone killer. Yeah. Yeah. You got your drone scope on. Dr- yeah, you got your drone scope with the... Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. Gosh. Uh, I just can't wait until, um, you know, the... Uh, Drug enforcement agency gets starts getting mm-hmm. drones and flying over, uh, flying over people's homes and starts doing infrared detection technology. But again, there's there's nothing to prevent drug cartels from using drones yeah. or just your normal dealer. I'm I'm imagining that uh, drug dealers have already stuffed drones full of whatever narcotic they can and mm-hmm. flown them into the United States. I wouldn't... don't imagine that they're... I don't have heard of any cargo drones. Uh, well, I don't, there are bigger drones. I mean, the ones that they fly in Afghanistan are big enough to carry weapons on them. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, have to be a pretty... Uh, well, maybe not right now. drug to make it I mean, yeah. cash-friendly operation there. Yeah. All right. But we'll, we'll, we'll look see. into it. Yeah. Are you, are you planning a, I, a well, lift? If, well, 
I was going to say, let me book one of those flights right, right now. Let me just take some uh, take that uh, reservation. Uh, so we are focused here on all things domestic right now, and I, I just I, I can't help it. I, I, I just want to talk a little because we're having a little fun with the stuff. I got to talk about Herman Cain just a little bit. I just do. I know it's you probably are recoiling in horror, but no, I just I I'm just kind of tired. He's just well, he's he's yeah. just so yesterday. He is well. He makes himself relevant every day. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. He makes himself irrelevant <laughs> every day. Well, he, I, his only yes. his only relevance is that we notice him. I don't. Yeah. I don't think just, there's any real chance. In fact, it'd be a blessing if he were nominated somehow. Oh yeah. Yeah, it'd be a great blessing. Oh my God. In fact, I. I let's let's join it up. Let's I, let's start I, dro- pushing let's, on for Kane. Kane, the Kane train. Yeah. That's what they call it, the Kane train. And and he was on <laughs> he was on Hannity yet last night. You know, and he was talking about he's. He's basically run down every woman that has accused him of these things. And again, in the privacy of his own home, what he does with his life, generally, I really honestly do not care. But, you know, there you go. He's the man who puts himself up as the moral paragon, and, and you get, and you get, when, you know, when did he put himself as this when did he say, Christian, did he, you know, God-loving, God-fearing. I didn't get that vibe off him. He, well... It's what he said. I I don't get that vibe either. But I, I no. Just, I mean, yeah. But I mean, I don't think Obama, even though he, you know, yeah. goes through the motions, is too much of a Christian. Okay. Well, do you? I mean, you yeah. have to be a Christian to be president. You have to say you're so a Christian yeah. to be president. Yeah. 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 You have to yeah. say you're a Christian to be president, and you have to play that card. And yeah. I don't think Kane is he doing it that much. Well, not now. I think he's. I mean, no. he last night he was talking about how his faith in God will get him through this. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, faith in God, you know, that's kind of general or whatever. I, you you know, said Jesus. I think he might have said maybe God, Jesus, one of the two. <laughs> I, he said one of them. Oh yeah, they're part of that that trio. Yeah, they're whole you part know, that of that, that. They're part of that power trio. Yeah, yeah. That, not since cream has there been, or actually, not since the Holy Trinity has there been a, a power trio as good as yes. cream. Anyway, I, I don't know. I thought I just butchered that all together. Anyway, he, the, this woman that he had a, well, he says just a friendship, but she says a 13-year casual affair. She's the latest. Who has a casual affair? He had a casual affair. Kane did. With this woman. Her name mm-hmm. is Ginger White. And she... that That's made up. I know. It doesn't <laughs> but, and, and doesn't so, that sound like, like if you were going to make up a name for someone for... Kane to have an affair with, you'd call her Ginger White. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it does sound made up. You're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. I hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah. And in case you were wondering, in case you were wondering about the inference, yes, she was a white woman. Not that this is a totally irrelevant, but uh, there it is. Um, and it's totally and, irreverent. Reverent. It's irreverent as yeah. well. Uh, and he's basically saying about his campaign, he's reassessing his campaign but it ain't over till it's over. He's anyway. That's what he said. Yeah, he did it say ain't that. Over till it's it's over? what he said. Yeah. Who's the first person to say it ain't over till it's over? Is it Yogi? It might have been Yogi. Yeah, Berra. So he's quoting Yogi Berra I, now. Yeah, I think he's so. going for all the bases here. You know, he's touching the Christianity, the baseball crowd. <laughs> nan, it, nan, nan. Yeah, nine, nine, nine. The nine, nine, nine plan. Also, he's, forget he's, that. he's got the uh, adulterers, and he's got yeah. it all. Yeah, he's basically got it all. He's got an economic plan. He's got a little Bill Clinton in him, or at least, you know, yeah. So what's stopping him? Nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> there's, Clear sailing to the White House. Back. Speaking of other train wrecks, uh, the Rick Perry thing, and again, 
you know, it's easy. You're campaigning all day, you know, six days a week, seven days a week sometimes. It's easy to fumble the ball. But well, you're speaking of the time that he was uh, say there are th- three three, three uh, agencies in the government that, that he, he wanted to get rid of, yeah, and he could only remember two. Yeah, and then he spent about a minute really struggling yeah. to get the answer. It wasn't yeah. the only thing he said. I mean, besides yeah, everybody that, makes mistakes. Yeah, and, and you know, granted fatigue and all the rest of it. Yeah. But he's such a verbose, such a confident, cocky kind of guy that when this happens, uh, you know, you just have. You just it just feeds into a, a growing perception that he just doesn't really have the the the, uh, the brains the wherewithal to be president. But apparently he was in New Hampshire and he said uh, he mist- <laughs> This is a hard one to explain. He mistook the voting age in the United States and also got the 2012 elections off by six days. I can give him the being off on the election, but the voting age he said uh, quote uh, for those who are going to be over 21 on November 12th. I ask for your support, and he went on to ask for more support. Now, I'm just—he's dead man walking, and it's sort of fun. He did get some good news. What's sort of fun? I'm not picking up a thread here. It's—it's fun to mock him. I'll I'll give. I'm 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 gonna. I'm all in on this one. Well, that's yeah. It's cruel. Yeah, I know it's cruel, but uh, these people. A lot of people still admire him. Yeah, but these people again. I, I, you know, he made a he made an error that is. I, I think what's I find the most um, unsettling is that we're not talking, and nobody yeah, talks right. about what it is that he actually would do to the country. Uh, yes, what are his plans for the country? We're talking about him forgetting one of the three uh, departments that he would cut. That's so, and you know, I mean, if he can't remember one of them, he will cut departments. I don't think that that was even the point. It was a number of apartments, departments yeah, yeah. that he wanted to cut. He'll he'll cut spending, and uh, he'll he'll cut. I imagine he would cut the arts. Oh yeah, he would cut them clean out of the budget, or at least attempt to. <laughs> and, and maybe not. I don't even know. People say things to get their constituency voting for them he's in the i hate the arts constituency at least public funding for the arts constituency you're right uh, this is he's, it's he's a, a member of the anti-piss christ group yeah you're right this is a cheap laugh you're mm-hmm. right i i i will give you that my mocking him at this point is i to your point you're right we're not talking about the actual policies that the guy would is talking about implementing because frankly the other side of it is frankly i don't really hear anything very coherent from him so this is i don't hear anything very coherent from really anyone well okay and anything and and in the case of gingrich or anything i'd even believe okay right uh, and uh, all right and and romney too i throw romney in there i don't know what to believe with him because he'll switch around an awful lot yeah i think he's just listening to his his uh, ticker tape to his uh, promoters and to, his to the pollsters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, but I guess this is a defense mechanism. What I'm doing now is is a purely defense mechanism in that these people are foolish people and they're taken seriously. And I think that any way we can bring them down with, within reason, within some moral compass – is okay, and if he is, well, they're if taken he can't, seriously by people who take them seriously. No, there well, are a lot of people who don't take them seriously. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I, th- I, I think this is a. F- I don't think there's much uh, within the context of a very narrowly 
narrow demographic within the country, yes, they do take him seriously, yeah. and they do believe him. They do believe he's a good Christian, and, and they think he would make a good moral leader. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. But if we just as just sort of take the blinders off from that perspective and look at these people and actually try to follow some kind of coherent thread within what they say, they deserve to be mocked. They just certainly. Yeah, the the mocking needs to be about what it is that yeah, they're right. uh, right. saying of any sort of policy, not about the fact that they forgot something. Okay. All right. That's all. I'll drop it. Okay. One, one other thing, um, as uh, Rocky Anderson, who is a former mayor of Salt Lake City, has declared his, uh, announced his intention to run for president as part of the newly formed Justice Party. Rocky? Now, Rocky Anderson is a, was a liberal Democrat who won the seat in Salt Lake City of all places, won the mayoral seat there, and is a reasonable and decent guy from what everything I've ever heard him say. Um, so he has little chance of getting anywhere in the election. You like Rocky? What I've heard of him, yeah, he, he's very early on opposed to any involvement uh, in the war in Iraq uh, or getting involved in Iraq. And, and where is he from? Salt Lake City. A liberal Democrat. Does that sound familiar? A liberal Democrat in a very conservative Republican state. Yeah. Won two or three elections in Salt Lake City. Right. Well, they got liberal Democrats. Well, they do, but yeah. it's not something that you immediately equate with Salt with uh, the state of Utah. Yeah. Well, he's got now. He's got a little legacy going on. He's got his own background. Yeah. You know him as the feisty. He'll be feisty. The feisty Democrat from the conservative state. Every civil servant wants to experience his or her legacy firsthand. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, you do? I do. So does Rocky. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're still talking about Rocky. Yeah, I But thought, not the way uh, that one time Arapahoe Sheriff Patrick J. Sullivan Jr. has. Sullivan, a nationally renowned law enforcement leader, was arrested on drug charges. Oh, that's See, we got, we got, we got the, the paradox there. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. What? A <laughs> Law enforcement leader arrested on drug charges, and he's now being detained in the Denver area at the jail that bears his name. <laughs> so he can say he can be in there in jail saying, "Check it out." Yeah, this they is, named this place after this me. This is my which is house. Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Sullivan, in, who in 2001 was named the National Sheriff's Association Sheriff of the Year. So this is not any no, not your just normal sheriff. This is Sheriff of the Year is in. In jail, in his own jail. Wow. This is a great story. The, I think. So, he, so this isn't just nepotism. I mm. named the jail after me because. No, no, yeah, they yeah, thought they, he was so good. Yeah, and then and then here he is. And apparently that doesn't you know doesn't what? happen. Uh, he was arrested on suspicion of trafficking methamphetamines. Oh, yeah, he's trafficking them. Yeah, he's not just in possession. Wow. As recently as 2008, Sullivan was an active participant in state and local methamphetamine task forces. Is that because so he, he was he's an expert? Yeah, he, yeah. He found his calling, I guess. Yeah. Helping Colorado draft a plan to deal with the surge in meth-related crime. Was <laughs> well, he's got it going from he's working it from both ends. There would be great if that law included some some sort of caveat, like unless it's a law enforcement agent. Yeah. Then they're immune mm-hmm. from the prosecution. Wouldn't that be fun if you found out there was a, like a line in the in the law? 
Yeah, that said, yeah, oh, except for him, <laughs> except for me. Yeah, kind of, kind of like the Supreme Court ruling on Clinton and yeah, and, uh, and, and Gore, yeah, uh, Gore Bush, v. whatever, uh, yeah, yeah Gore v. Bush. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Clinton, <laughs> in 1995, President Bill Clinton named Sullivan, our sheriff in jail, named after him, to the National Commission on Crime Prevention and Control. Well, so Bill had maybe a little <laughs> methamphetamine uh, connect oh, there. I don't know. Goodness, oh my goodness. Little, All right. According to the 1995 White House news release, Sullivan was a consultant to the U.S. Subcommittee on Crime and served on two advisory councils affiliated with the Department of Defense. And now he's trafficking methamphetamines. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, and Sirhan Sirhan says that he was hypnotized when he was shooting uh, Bobby Kennedy. Okay. He thought he was at a practice range. He thought he was just... You know, he was so hypnotized yeah. that he that he thought he was at a practice range. He might have fired his gun. He doesn't remember anything, but he wasn't the assassin. And that's his case right now. They're, they're bringing it up again. All right. I just heard the last yeah. line of a news story in, in, mm-hmm. regards, in regarding this. And they, they're suppo- – again, I shouldn't even be saying this because it's spreading. You're hearing so, me right here. Is that they pulled a bullet out. They found a bullet yeah. that was associated with the assassination of mm-hmm. Robert Kennedy yeah. that did not come from his gun. The ballistics show... Now, I don't know if well, that... Or do you know no, something uh, else? There is... A substitute bullet was used in the original trial. Now, I don't know if that's oh, what you're talking about, and yeah. you're giving information that you have no backing for here. Okay. So I, that, I don't... I, I, maybe I, you, that's what you're thinking if you think that what I just said, that the, the substitute bullet, that the bullet they said, well, the bullet that shot... that. Uh, Sirhan used looked kind of like this bullet right here. Okay. And we're submitting that as evidence. Okay. Boop. Okay. Here's something you might be interested in, Mike. Yeah. Shoe trends. Shoes, you know. Yeah. They're poised to buck some well-heeled conventional wisdom. Okay. Shoe trends. All right. Are you wearing heels today? I am not. Uh, Historically, women heel sizes reach new heights when the economy is down. So the economy is down, heel sizes go up. Ah. But come winter and spring, we'll be seeing more women in kitten heels and flats. In other words, our economy is down, but we're going to have more flats out there. How do you figure this? We're bucking the trend. We're bucking the trend. This is according to new data from IBM. Oh. Yeah. In the 1920s, you know, they had flappers. Low. Yeah. Even even though uh, when, when the Depression came... High heels. Really? Yeah. What is that? Do Platf- we know why? Platform shoes were uh, big during the economic downturn in the oil crisis of the 1970s. You know that, right? Oh, of course. They, they were, you were wearing that. hippie flats before. Yeah. As soon as the, the economy went down, the heels went up. Well, Are you going to just leave me hanging here? Or are you going to let me know? I need to know why that is. And after the dot-com bust of 2000, sex in the city influenced stilettos. Stole the spotlight. You're killing Remember? me here. Yeah. You're, you're killing me. I, I, I need to know. Is because it, it, was, it was a grunge look before. Yeah. And then as soon as we had the dot-com bust, yeah. spike heels. Spike heels. Economy down. Yeah. Heels go up. Okay. I have a feeling this is, you're not going to tell me. Well, but we're going to buck the trend. We're okay. going to buck the trend. All we know is it's a trend, Mike. They're not, if you'd like to do some research, I, I would, I think maybe uh, Applied Sciences would, would take a, a, uh, well, a grant y- submission. I mean, yeah, I mean, somebody's looked into it, obviously, and I thought maybe they would tell us, well, is there something about 
the because we associate now again if I'm wrong and if I'm way off, do we associate women's heels, high heels, with sexual some increased sexual? Well, I think it's just a matter. Of, it's the fun that you can afford. If you want, if you want to talk about, it, yeah, it's the fun you can afford a pair of heels, okay. high heels. Well, if it's fun for somebody, I don't think it's. I, I I've had I mean, a hard time. I enjoy a good set of spiked heels. Yeah, it's it's, it's been difficult for me. Yeah. I have that foot issue, so yeah. it's hard for me to wear those. A self-proclaimed doctor was under arrest in Florida for injecting a mixture of cement, super glue, and fire tire sealant. Flat tire sealant, not fire tire. Flat tire sealant into a woman's buttock as part of an augmentation procedure. Yeah. So she's got cement, super glue, and fi- flat tire sealant. Yeah. Yeah. I heard about this. Yeah. You, you didn't? Yeah. You're, you're disturbed. No, it's just so, I mean, it's what a human being will do to another human being in the name of money. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he didn't go and say, can I have cement, some super glue? They were some sort of... Uh, Did he, re- he probably got the formula off the internet. Yeah, so, there was yeah, some yeah. sort of chemical involved that he yeah. could inject, and yeah. then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mitt Romney's barber. This is revealing. I okay, think. okay, here we go. Now the hard hitting stuff. Leon Demagritis. No, this is very. This is okay. hard hitting because right. you'll, you'll you have an insight. Okay. Anyway, his barber Leon revealed that Romney does not use gel or dye in his hair. No. Yeah. Well, that he knows of. I will tell him to mess it up a little bit," said Leon. I think that's the, maybe. Yeah, go ahead. He wants a look that is very controlled. This is what Leon. I'm sure he speaking. does. Yeah. And this is the reveal here. Mm-hmm. He is a very controlled man. Yeah. Now he didn't say he's a very. He's a man who needs control. Yeah. He said he's a very controlled man. Yeah. I'm believing that Mitt Romney may have implants, some sort of, you know, f- direct feed from the Illuminati. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I th- in, in his brain. I They're think, telling him what to do. I think what's more likely, Nathan, Yeah. let's go back to that high-heeled story. Yeah. I think that's more likely. Ian. That, that the, Romney's wearing high heels? Well, it'd be all right if he was. You didn't I don't hear see what it has to do with him. You didn't hear from me. Well, I think the thing there's so many disturbing things about if they Romney. wanted to, they could tell him to put on some high heeled shoes. I don't know how <laughs> that would. I think that I think it's his hair. Truly, I think it's his hair that bothers me as much as anything else about, about Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney. It's Maybe kinda, if he did just kind of loosen it up a little bit, you'd vote for him. It's the John Edwards thing, right? He yeah. was, he was, he was, he had good hair. Yeah. Romney wants good hair. Yeah. And he's doing everything in his power to to project good hair. Yeah. Because I think that somewhere, his, some of his handlers have that's, told that's him. That's how you get elected. It's a key to getting elected. Yeah. Talk about Jesus. Yeah. Have good hair. George Bush, yeah. he had good hair. Get, come on. Uh, yeah, he did. He had good hair. He, he kind of had Alfred E. Newman hair, but he had good hair. But and then, uh, and then Bill Clinton? Come on. I don't know. I can't. Reagan? Come on. Reagan, I mean, that. I don't call that good. Well, I mean, I'm yeah. talking American political kind of perceptions okay. reagan had presidential hair he had presidential hair. there you yeah. go let's put it that way okay right. what you got for me here oh well oh my gosh you caught me um want to talk about the banks in that big yes, story about yes, the 13 billion dollars of income by, yeah, by yeah. taking advantage of the feds below market rates that's what happened the banks when we were all suffering yeah and 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 they had just been bailed out they took advantage of the loan rates that they could get, essentially the bailing out rates, because they were crazy rates. They were like one zero zero point one, yeah, or point zero zero one. 
and they made thirteen billion dollars. Yeah, it, by us helping them. Yeah, we well, we the Federal Reserve gave them seven trillion dollars mm-hmm. in the, and to the largest banks. So then the banks turned around and made thirteen billion dollars in income because the government was loaning the money at below market rates. Yeah. So they were loaning it out and making. Money and by the way, this is kind of the murderers row of the people that we all have come to know and love: Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, Citigroup, and Morgan Stanley. Yeah, thank you very much. Now, now the the, the part isn't the, the, that they were loaned money isn't a problem. That they were loaned money at that rate, yeah, is a problem. Yeah, I think that is what we could call dubious. <laughs> that we could. You, you should be loaning at some sort of. Uh, maybe penalty rate to bail them. Anything they can reasonably afford, not at something that you know they can not only afford, but they're taking advantage yes, of. Yes, of course. If I if I could borrow money at that rate, I think I would. Yeah. And I don't like to borrow money. Yeah. And these guys make a living borrowing money. They have vast sums of it. And you they, can borrow money at, at, at a 0.00%. Yeah. And by the way, they're pretty good at manipulating the market. Hmm. They pretty well have that wired so yes giving them the money knowing full well that in all likelihood they were going to do that yeah so and that there's some responsibility on the part of the fed by the way one of one good big responsibility on part of the fed because they in turn could have had a stipulation within the money that was loaned to them that this money could not be loaned at any higher of a rate than this percent right so they could have at least right at least controlled the the profit that the banks would be making out of the money that we gave them to bail them out. Right. Yeah. One of the, one of the big things that happened during the financial collapse of 2008, 2007, 2008, right. was that banks had all of this stuff on their books and nobody knew what it was worth. And therefore, you created a atmosphere, you created a situation where banks did not trust the liquidity, the value of other banks. That's a huge part of what yeah. happened. No one was certain what this stuff was actually worth. Now, there was a proposal at the time, that, right around the time this happened, was happening, that was considered crazy. But I, it, I thought it was not such a bad idea, is to take all of the loans in, at that point of all of the homes that were essentially going underwater and, let, and, and come, intervene. Have the government intervene in those home loans and essentially prop them up, yeah. make them whole. It would have cost, I think at the time there was an estimate, as, as much as $30 billion, $30, $40 billion in federal money. Just, you know, screw it. We know it's screwed up. We know it's all messed up and we shouldn't be interfering in, in, private, in the private marketplace like this. But it is going to save us if they had done that and made all of those loans and made them repackage those loans so that we knew what they were worth, we wouldn't have spent $7 trillion. You have have somebody who screwed up the system that you're bailing out. You you should take something from them. Right. This was a one-sided deal. Right. And I'm sure everyone present knew that, and that is the scandal. Yeah. Yes. The government and, and the banks knew they were screwing us over, I guess. Um, there's a terrific. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to advertise for film school. I'm interviewing the director of uh, Margin Call, 
margin and, and it's about the what happened it, it, to one firm in a 24-hour period in the midst of this whole meltdown and it's a very well done it, it's it explains all of this in ways i think that we can all kind of understand i have one last story here okay. regarding the banks uh, there is some good news. A federal judge in New York has rejected a proposed $285 billion million, uh, settlement. A million dollars. Uh, $285 million settlement between Citigroup yeah. and the Securities and Exchange Commission over Citigroup's sale of toxic mortgage, mortgage debt. Judge Jed Rykoff, or Rykoff uh, said that the proposed settlement was n- neither reasonable nor fair nor adequate nor in the public interest he described citigroup as recidivists and said that a 285 million dollar settlement was pocket change to an entity as large as citigroup so basically he said go back and do it right yeah you're not going to get away with this this is not the price of doing business this should be punishment so um there's some good there are some people out there who understand what happened and finally the Vatican's chief exorcist. You know about the Vatican, right? I've heard of it. Yeah. It's over there in Rome. It's where, where the Catholics all like to party. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, that's their Washington, D.C., I guess, huh? It, well, it's more of our Vegas. <laughs> it is. It yeah. is your Vegas. Yeah, yeah, it is our Vegas. So, and you got an exorcist over there, yeah, an yeah, exorcist. Yeah. Apparently, you guys. Yeah. This guy is also, he may be the world's greatest exorcist. He's claimed to have performed 70,000 exorcisms. Oh, my. So he's got something going on there. You figure out that's, that's a lot of exorcisms. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. But what, it's, what I like the idea is apparently there can't be that hard if you do 70,000 of them. No. No. I, no. So that, that's, that's good news for me. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I want to do some exorcisms. Well, yeah. yeah I've been <laughs> I considering see. that. I see. Okay. Anyway. Uh, this guy, his name is Father Gabriel Amorth, mm-hmm. warned Catholics about the dangers of yoga. Oh, yeah. well, she and should be. this is be. what yeah. Uh, yeah. Father Amorth said about the dangers of yoga. You think you are doing it for stretching, yeah. but it leads to Hinduism. 